With this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you'll hear head coach Mike McIntyre first, then quarterback Sefa Lufau, then wide receiver Nelson Bruce, and finally safety Ryan Moeller. All right, it's a, a, a big game this week against Colorado State. Um, they're a very good football team. I honestly felt bad for them watching the last part of the, the Minnesota game when I got home because uh, they had a great opportunity to win the game and, and should have won the game. Um, and uh, they're, they're a good football team. Minnesota barely got beat by TCU, and we know how well good TCU is, and Minnesota's had a good program. So um, I, Colorado State is a, a mature team that uh, they've got weapons on offense. Of course, everybody knows about Rashard Higgins, but I, I think also um, Hansley is a phenomenal athlete, um, has made a lot of big plays against us the last two years we've played them. And uh, also, uh, Dawkins, are running back, um, looks very elusive and hard to tackle. Defensively, I think their secondary is their experience, they're active, they're good, um, and I think they're uh, good players. And they've, you know, I think they're one of their very best football players. They moved inside, used to be an outside linebacker, uh, number 31, Corey James. Looks like to me he's all over the field making plays. Uh, and uh, they're an uh, excellent, excellent team. And, you know, Joe Kowalik, um, he pressures the passer. He's somebody to reckon with. They move him inside on third downs, and he's hard for guards to block. And uh, I, uh, I think they're a good, very good football team. And their punter, I thought, had an excellent game um, watching it on tape. He uh, pinned back um, Minnesota the other day and did a very good job. So we're, it's going to be a tough football game. It's going to be a lot of fun playing in Denver at uh, Mile High Stadium. That's what I call it. I don't know the name of it now, but it's always been Mile High to me. I think it hasn't been to everybody that's ever um, watched the Denver Broncos in the past. So um, I'm excited about the game, and our team is too. So I'll, I'll take any questions at this time. Mike, uh, you lost your left tackle in Jeremy Irwin for the season. Um, you talked about, um, first off, your thoughts on that and you know, your plan on going with Sam and, uh, and how that impacts your offensive line. Yes, uh, it's very unfortunate to lose Jeremy. He's really kept improving. You know, this is his second season-ending injury, so uh, I would believe that he'll definitely get a six-year. Um, so um, in 2017, he's playing his senior year. I'll, I'll love to have him then. Right now, I, I, I hate to lose him. Um, so uh, I, uh, um, but uh, he's a fine young man. He was really playing well, um, and we're definitely going to miss him. There's no doubt about it. Sam, um, you know, played last year some, and then he's played this year, rotated in some, and uh, I think Sam's very capable. I think Sam would do a good job. Um, and Sam, it's not like we're throwing a guy in that hadn't played at all, which is good. That's showing you that we're developing experience. And, you know, he's a redshirt sophomore, and, um, you know, he's 20 years old. He's not 18 getting thrown out there. So I think that's going to make a big difference. Sam's kind of one of those guys he'll scrape, claw, and fight to do whatever he's got to do to – to stop the guy, and um, I, he did a good job last year when he came in against Washington, um, blocked that phenomenal defensive end. I think went in the first round. So I'm looking. I think Sam will do a good job, and uh, he'll play well. And I don't think we'll miss a beat. We'll miss a beat because we miss Jeremy. But I think Sam's good enough to play. As a follow-up to that, uh, what does that do to your depth at left tackle? You know, got some young guys there now. Right. Well, you know, if um, if someone got hurt, then uh, you know we would move Nimbot over and move John Lasella up because he's older. So that's how we would do everything right now. Coach, you mentioned CSU's punter. They also have a couple good kick returners. Oh, yes. Uh, Hansley is one. And then um, number two, I've gone blank on his name. I'll get it right quick. He's a really – Deontay Gaines. He's, he's quick. He's quick as lightning. Uh, is this a week where making a big play on special teams is this going to be of particular importance? Uh, yes, it is. We've covered kicks really well. 
Um, we got to keep doing it. Um, you know, like I said, Hansley made a big return against us um, a couple times. Um, Deontay is very, very elusive and quick and athletic. Um, we're going to have to do an excellent job of, of covering. And our kickers are going to have to put the ball in places where it's harder for them to, quote, return it. Um, but it's, it's going to be a tough contest for us, there's no doubt. Coach, do you expect to get Donovan Lee back this week? And if so, what does he kind of add to the mix for you? Uh, yeah, Donovan will be back. Um, I don't know exactly what he has in the mix yet. Um, you know, he's a good player. Um, but we've been, you know, we've had good receivers out there, and so he'll be thrown in there with the, with the rest of them and, and give us some more depth. Oh, Coach, uh, Nelson Spruce isn't the fastest receiver, but all he does is make catches. He the all-time school record reception. What makes him so dynamic, and who would you compare him to? Nelson Spruce is a, an excellent player. Um, it was great seeing him get the record, and now he'll get the yardage record probably here in the next couple of weeks. And, um, so we're excited about what all he's done. You know, I think the best thing you can say ab uh, about um, Nelson is he's a really, 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 really good football player. I mean, he's really, really good, and he could he could play all our different positions uh, in the in at the receiver core. Um, he has extremely strong hands, and uh, you know, he's a very, very dependable person and a very, very de dependable player. And uh, you know he'll play a long time after this too. There's no doubt in my mind, uh, he'll play for a while. Coach, coming uh, off last year, I think most people would say if CU had an identity on offense, it would be via the pass. All of a sudden this year, I think if people were pressed to guess your identity on offense, it would be well, they look like a running team, which isn't a bad thing. Um, are you surprised at I guess this shift in the offense? And no, I'm not surprised. Um, and I think coming off of last year. They're, you know, the, the teams are trying to defend the pass. You know, they're not supporting the run as quick. Um, and we knew that would happen. And I, we improved on our run game last year from our first year, and we've improved on it this year. I'm pretty sure teams will start loading the box up more, and we'll have to make some more passes and some more one-on-one -on -one plays. Um, that's exactly what defenses do. I mean, if you, if you need an extra guy out of the box, you add an extra guy out of the box, and you're going to have to live with it. Because you'd rather, honestly, you'd rather have somebody throw for 390 than run for 390. It just changes the game a little bit. Now, if you get touchdown passes on all of those, it's, it's a different story. Um, but, um, you know, we're going to keep being able to run the ball. Um, I imagine as teams uh, start trying to load the box up, we won't run it for as much, but we'll throw for more. Um, and I think we'll have a good balance. And I think the other thing that we can do is it takes a little bit of pressure off of uh, Cepho, and it will also open up ability for more play-action pass and a little bit more time in the pocket. Because you can't just put it, you can't just get in sprinter stance and rush the passer, which that helps the offensive line block. So, um, and I think it'll help us in the red zone and it'll be help us to finish out some games. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons why we were able to do what we did Saturday, which we really haven't been able to do in a long time around here, um, is totally put a team away because we just ran the ball on them. They didn't get the ball back, and it's kind of demoralizing. And uh, I'd like to do that a, a few more times this year for sure. Sounds like the other day, like you were, you were saying that you kind of regretted in, in retrospect not offering a scholarship to Ryan Moore, but he came in and he walked on. And, and, and could you could you elaborate on that that thought process there? Well, and also, when did he actually receive a scholarship after walking out? Yeah, he. Um, oh, you know, when we got here recruiting, there was already ten guys committed on our recruiting class. And a few of them were from Colorado, and um, one of them happened to be Philip Lindsay, who set the record for the Denver area. Um, I didn't know anything about um, 
Ryan Moeller. So we watched some tape on it and I liked what I saw. Um, but we already had kind of some areas we were already kind of filled up at running back in a way. And, um, and Michael Atkins was a guy that we had been recruiting at San Jose that called said he wanted to come. And I knew about him and he was a 10, 700 meter guy and he had a lot. So, and so it was kind of one thing led to the other and it was kind of just where he was kind of sitting out. I didn't know he could be a safety. I knew he was a good running back. So I encouraged him to, I encouraged him to walk on um, and I'm sure glad he did. And then after I saw him, we moved him from running back to DB. And I said, he's got a chance there. And then he kind of redshirted, kind of learned how to play. And then last year, he came into his own. And uh, I, I told him personally, um, after spring practice, I said, if we have a scholarship available, um, I will give you one. And we ended up having a scholarship available. And I was able to give him one um, right at the beginning of fall camp. And he's earned, he's earned every bit of it. This year? Yes. Yeah, he's on full scholarship. Was another part of it too that he ran for a ton of yards, but he but he was playing against three A competition. Was that part of it too? Well, no, he looked really good to me. We were just filled up at running back. By the time I realized what he what he had, what he had, if that makes sense. I mean, you can't sign eight running backs and not sign any other linemen. So there's a numbers deal there, um, and so um, and then on the roster we had quite a few running backs at that time that were young, um, so. Um, it just kind of came into a numbers thing. I think, I believe that what I was trying to say is if I would have been here the whole time and I've been recruiting him the whole time, and I, I think we would have, he was, he would have been at camp. I would have seen him move. I would say, hey, this guy's just not a running back. He could play DB. He could do a lot of other things. He has a lot of other skills. He has good ball skills. So I, and I didn't realize, you know, you watch on film, you know, you know, I didn't realize he's, he's almost 6'1. And I didn't, you know, looking at his body now, he weighs 210 pounds. I mean, he's a physical specimen. Um, so, uh, that's kind of how that whole – recruiting is a hard thing. It really is. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I was – just going back to the CSU-Minnesota game, Minnesota's corner, who's like the number one ranked corner in America, number 31, um, had no scholarship offers but Minnesota. That's it. You know, and he's a, he's a specimen. So you just kind of – you kind of work through it sometimes. And I, I am sure glad we got Ryan Moeller. I know that. I'm excited for him and excited for us that we have him. We've got him two more years after this. Both Nelson and Sefo said they just kind of see this as another game, and the rivalry is more for the fans. Uh, is that kind of how you see things? I, no, it's not. I, I see it as a rivalry, um, and I, I think what what they're saying, um, what they've told me, is they want to make sure every game's important. Every game's another, and, and um, understanding that. It, but they they do too, too see it as a rivalry. Um, we've we've talked about that, um, and. Uh, uh, it, it definitely, it's a rivalry game um, to all of us because it's something. Um, the best way for me to explain it is, uh, you win or lose this game, and you go out to eat dinner for the next 365 days. The waitress, or if she's a CSU fan, or you run into other people that are a waiter, or you go to church, um, you hear about it. Um, so it's always a fun one to definitely win because of that to me. So with the loss last year, does that add a chip on the shoulder? Or um, to me, it should for sure. I mean, you can say it doesn't, but it does. I mean, it's a it's a game that everybody's in close proximity, and it's a unique situation uh, within state. I mean, when I coached at Ole Miss, we played Mississippi State. It was a, it was a small state, and um, population wise, like Colorado, and so you everybody you run into all the small towns. Everybody, there's people on both sides. It's not like it's a 
a big city type rivalry. It's a it's a, a situation where throughout the whole state, everybody's um, got one side or the other of it. It's and I think that's fun. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it. Um, the players kind of disagree with me when I call it kind of a nice rivalry. But have you ever been at a place where, like, the coaches really don't like the other school? Like, I'm guessing Jim Harbaugh really doesn't like Ohio State. But have you ever been anywhere where coaches really dislike the other school? It seems in this day and age everyone's so careful with their words they don't. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 Mike Bobo is a really good guy. I like Mike. Um, I don't know him that well, but you know, I graduated from the University of Georgia with my master's, and I, my first coaching job was at the University of Georgia. So I kind of knew, you know, Georgia and Georgia Tech. You kind of went to schools I went to and graduated from. I kind of, you kind of follow him. So I knew he was a quarterback there. So I kind of know who he is, and um, he's well respected in our business as a really upstanding guy, which he is. So, um, but no, I've been in rivalries involved in pro football and college football that I would say that you couldn't always say the same thing, say that same thing. You know, it just happens sometimes. Weren't you Jets Patriot? Uh, yeah. But I still think when you step in between the lines and you get ready to play and as you're preparing that week, it doesn't make the rivalry any heat either. You're still... I mean, Mike Bobo still wants to kick our butt, and we still want to kick their butt. No, no doubt, no, no bones about it. Coach, the, the players you have now aren't going to be here when the series ends, if it ends in 2020. Mm -hmm. You hope to be. Oh yeah. Um, will it will it be disappointing for you if you don't have CSU on the schedule anymore? I, I have no control over that. <laughs> so. Um, of course, um, I think it's a good game. I, um, it's, it's a fun game to me to play. It's a fun game for our guys. It um, kind of brings a lot of focus to the, to the state when you play the game nationally. Um, but uh, I have no control over that. And uh, I, whoever we line up for us to play, i got to go play and beat them. And so uh, that's how I, how, how I look at it. Are you still comfortable with Alex Kinney and Punter? And you talk about just kind of the things he's gone through. Is he kind of he struggled a little bit in the first two games? Mm -hmm. um, I thought he would have some growing pains. All true freshmen do. I mean, there's not really one that doesn't. Um, and uh, he has a strong leg. He's he's showed that sometimes. Um, he's starting to get more and more comfortable and doing all that. You would have liked, of course, redshirted him, um, but we needed him to play. And I think. Um, you know, I think our, our, our kicking game, it, it keeps improving and improving. And I think taking some pressure off of our other kickers, having a double do double duty um, as the year goes along, um, that's going to make a big difference. And I think um, Alex is going to be an excellent kicker, and um, he just got to keep, keep working at it. Anything else, Coach? All right, thank you very much. I'll pass on that one. So, in general, uh, you know, last week you guys said you were still pretty confident. Imagine the mood's even a little bit better this week after a big week. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think we're, we're really confident this week, uh, especially in our own ability to you know, be consistent, be able to execute plays uh, both offensively, defensively, and special teams. So, uh, confidence is definitely high for this week. Your thoughts uh, as you watch the Rams? Um, yeah, so from the two games I've watched, 
Um, they're really physical, really fast on defense. Um, they've got a lot of uh, key returners uh, coming back. Uh, a couple guys in secondary, um, and then a really good linebacker. So we um, just got to be uh, ready to go this week and um, be able to execute um, kind of our assignments each play. Uh, it's a, the crowd's really into it uh, on both sides. You know, they play a, I wouldn't say a huge factor in the game, but they play a factor in the game. Um, sometimes they make you, you have to use a silent count, um, which is fine with us. Uh, it's, it, people are flying around, uh, energy's high um, throughout the game. Uh, it's, just, it's just a big atmosphere, uh, especially playing at my high stadium. And so, um, you know, for the freshmen, it might be, you know, a little big, but it's not the first game of the year this year. So uh, everyone's got some experience and uh, we'll be ready to go this year. Seppo, the fact they beat you last year, how much have you had to hear about that the last year and how much does that motivate you to not obviously let that happen again? Uh, yeah, you know, you obviously never want to lose to a team twice in a row. And uh, I think we have a chip on our shoulder uh, in terms of losing last year and, and wanting to perform better this year. And so, um, you know, we just got to play within ourselves. Um, just focus on ourselves and, and worry about what we're doing um, and not the talk or the hype that's going around. Um, just just be ourselves, basically, and focus on the team, nothing else. Do you think the rivalry aspect of this game is more for the fans or more for the players? Uh, more for the fans, I guess. You know, I think that as a team, you know, we see each game as a really big game, you know, because you want to win each game and especially playing in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, it's a big game every week. There's no really, you know, off games per se. And, um, you know, we're just worried about ourselves this week. Like I, like I just said, you know, we want to be able to, you know, execute offensively, defensively and play to the best of our abilities. I think we showed that to ourselves last week and hopefully we can uh, come out this week and, and play as well as we did last week. Do you have any friends like on campus who kind of, any friends on campus who are kind of, Come on, Stephanie, we, we got to beat CSU because I sense that a lot of the students don't have a whole lot of love for each other. Yeah, uh, a lot of students have. Um, had some people stop me in Safeway yesterday. Uh, I guess they really hate CSU. Um, but we're, we're just focusing on ourselves, you know, like I keep reiterating, because uh, that's what we want this week to be about is ourselves and our team and uh, focusing on getting the win. Stephanie, um, lost Jeremy for the season. Uh, definitely, definitely sad to uh, lose a player like Jeremy. You know, he's a great player. Uh, he's a great person as well. So uh, it's it's sad for me to kind of see something like that happen to him. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about my backside. Um, Sam Cronsey's played last year. Um, he's, he played uh, last game, and so I'm not worried about my backside. Um, you know, I trust him to do his job uh, just like he trusts me to do my job back there. As you know, uh, when you're long gone from here, this series is going to end, um, at least the way the contracts are written now, because CU wants it to be on campuses. I'm sure it's a thrill for you to play at the Sports Authority Mile High, but in your mind, does the game do something? Would you, do you think there'd be more fun atmosphere if the game was in Boulder and in Fort Collins, especially when they get a new stadium? You'll be long gone then, but. Um, Does it lose something by not being on campus? I don't think so. You know, I think playing at Maha Stadium, it, it's a big atmosphere. You know, <laughs> all the fans are ready for it. Um, 
both CSU fans and CU fans. Each side's loud. Um, I don't think you lose anything from you know going to Maha Stadium. Um, first, I mean, Nelson Spruce is a great route runner. You know, I think that's kind of the biggest thing for him because he's not the fastest guy, and um, I hope he'd be man enough to say that as well. Um, but he's a really good route runner, uh, which helps him get open. Um, it was, you know, you could see it last week against UMass, and um, I don't really have any uh, Nelson Spruce stories. You know, he's, he's a quiet guy, uh, kind of keeps to himself, and uh, if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you anyways. Based off last year with all the records the offense set, you in particular, are we seeing the identity of this offense change? Is CU becoming a run first team? And if that is the case, does that surprise you? Um, I don't think the identity of the team has ever changed. I think we're going with what's kind of hot right now. And if we can run for close to 400 yards uh, and they can't stop it, I don't know why you would you know, change what you're doing. If it's not broken, why fix it? Um, so, I mean, if we can do that consistently, um, then by all means, whatever can get us the win. If we have to throw the ball a bunch, um, kind of like last year, um, then we'll do that. It's kind of whatever the defense gives us uh, is kind of what we'll do. Step of the offensive line was honored by the uh, National Football Foundation and the state's great players of the week. Can you talk a little bit about what the offensive line has done with you guys so far this year? Yeah, totally. I mean, they did a really good job, especially last week. Um, like I just talked about, the almost 400 yards rushing. Uh, we would have had 400 yards rushing, I think, except they called a chop block or something like that, which was, was questionable. But um, they did a really good job in the past game as well, and they're doing a really good job of fixing mistakes that um, some teams have kind of hit us with and uh, learning from mistakes. And so um, the offense moves as far as the O-line takes us, really, because uh, it all starts up front. And so. Uh, Props to them for getting player of the week, quote unquote. Uh, so I'm happy for them. They deserve it. And uh, hopefully they'll be ready to go again this week. Seppo, this is kind of a follow-up on Eric's question. You guys have the last parts of the last two games dominated in the run game. Are you preparing now for the fact that CSU might stack the box? Uh, yes and no. I mean, in their first game against Savannah State, uh, I kind of saw some zone uh, that they ran against them. And then against Minnesota, they stacked the box quite a bit. Uh, a lot of cover one, uh, man on man on the outside. Uh, we'll see what they'll do because um, they've shown two different things uh, against two different teams. And so if they want to stack the box, um, you know, we have some things against that. If they want to do zone, then uh, we have some things for that as well. So we'll be, we'll be prepared for both. So with your offensive line, there's been a lot of moving parts there already this year and, uh, with the guard change and things like that. Um, has that interrupted the flow at all on the offensive I don't think so. I think that uh, last game especially uh, kind of shows that it, it, I mean, it may be a little bit, but I think for the most part we ran the ball pretty well. Um, I know we didn't pass a lot, but even when we passed, uh, I think there was maybe one time when uh, I got hit as I threw, uh, which was unfortunate. But um, I don't think they gave up any sacks last week, and uh, we didn't have any turnovers, which, which helped them a lot. Um, I don't think so. You know, I think that the line's done a really good job of, of rotating and adjusting. Hearing the CSU players talk yesterday, talking to some of your teammates down on the field, listening to you today, it just seems like this is a nice rivalry. This isn't Michigan, Ohio State, Carolina, Duke, Auburn, Alabama. Is that how you would describe this as a nice rivalry? 
uh, I don't know if nice is the right word. Um, I don't want to just come out and just say, like, I hate them. You know, I, it's just another game. You know, obviously you want to win, and uh, you just want to beat the opponent, basically, is kind of how we're treating it. Uh, we just want to focus more on ourselves, like I keep saying, because, you know, that's you have something stronger to hold on to than just hating the other team just because they're CSU. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think they've got some good, great playmakers. Uh, I haven't looked at, you know, offense, special teams. Um, but from a defensive perspective, you know, I think this is going to be a really good defense to go up against. They're returning some, you know, big players that have played the last two years and um, play a lot of football. And so, you know, they got some good guys up front uh, on the D-line and a uh, really good uh, backer. So I think that uh, this will probably be the best defense we've played so far. You said you, you don't necessarily hate them. Uh, compared to other games, is, is there more trash talk on the field in this game? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I've, had, I've had some pretty big trash talkers uh, from the Pac-12. Uh, we won't, I guess, get into specifics, but um, this is definitely not the biggest trash talking team. I just think that <clears throat> everyone hypes up the game you know, around, around the teams and uh, it just kind of adds to everything. But um, for, in terms of trash talking, you know, definitely not the worst. Anything else for Seppo? <coughs> okay, we'll seven, Mr. Bruce. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Nelson, I don't know if uh, you were here for all of Seppo's thing. He said he hoped that you were man enough to admit that you're not the fastest guy. <laughs> Are you man enough to admit Yeah, I am. I'm man enough to admit that. And I think, like, that's kind of what pushes me to like get better in other aspects of my game, knowing that like I'm not the biggest burner in the world, so I focus on other things. But yeah, I'm man enough. What is your level of hate for CSU? Um, it's no hate. It's uh, I mean, I'm sure you know Sefo kind of talked about it. We're kind of just trying to treat it like another game, but I think. You know, the outside, people outside the game kind of turn it into, you know, put it kind of on a pedestal, which, I mean, it's a rivalry game, so it deserves to be up there. But I think mo most of the hatred comes from the fans, like, towards each other and stuff like that. Thanks, Who would be CU's biggest rival in your estimation? Is it CSU? Is it someone else? Yeah, I'd say CSU. I mean, I think in the Pac-12, it hasn't really been established, like Utah, um, as far as Pac-12 teams go. But I think as far as um, a rivalry is concerned, that Colorado State is still our biggest rival. Nelson, you guys have been running the ball pretty well, obviously. Yeah. At some point, I imagine the team's going to make you guys throw it. Do you still feel as confident as you did in training camp in that passing game? Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's what Coach Lingren talks about every week is, you know, we want to be as balanced as possible, run and pass, but um, depending on what teams give us, you know, excuse me, we're willing to, like, adjust one way or another. And obviously UMass gave us the opportunity to run the ball, so we're going to take it. But, yeah, as the season goes on, um, I think we're going to see more, you know, we're going to spread the ball out. And, yeah, I'm still definitely confident in what we can do through the air. Nelson, I know that at least while you're still in school here playing that 
receptions record doesn't really, I want to say it doesn't mean a lot to you, but you're not too concerned. Yeah. Did you hear from any of the past receivers, Scotty McKnight, or any of those other guys on the list that went tweet you, texted you, said any congratulations? Yeah, Scotty tweeted me Scottie about it. And then Coach Embry actually texted me, said congrats on the record, which is cool um, to hear from him. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think I've only been able to experience the one down in Denver, so I don't really know what it would be like at the campus. But I, th I think it's a great environment there. I mean, I could see where um, moving it to, like, CSU in here would add kind of like the home field advantage and kind of, you know, we want to defend Folsom. They'd want to defend their place, so it could add that. But I like, I like playing down in Denver. Questions for Ryan Muller? Ryan, you were a little sick. After the last game, how are you doing now? Oh, I'm feeling uh, much better now, especially after uh, that win and getting, uh, getting that good sleep I needed. Ryan, growing up in uh, Colorado, did you uh, ever root for one of these teams over the other, CU or CSU? Uh, I think I said before that I definitely, uh, I've definitely loved Colorado since I was young, and so whenever I could see them on the on the TV or, or wherever. I was always rooting for them, but I think especially for uh, this game when I was younger, I, I probably would root for CU. Is there a different sense this week uh, coming off of a win versus a season opening loss? Can you talk about how the win changes the, just the sense of the locker room once you guys I think um, as far as the normal you know, weekly progress or, or how we go through practice and everything, I think that the intensity and, and the attention to uh, detail has uh, risen more than it was. And I think now just along with that uh, confidence and, and, and knowing well, this is what we can do is uh, added to that. Can you talk about your uh – mental approach and kind of your emotions coming into this program as a walk-on, wanting to prove yourself, wanting to get that scholarship, wanting to contribute, and then looking back on it to see what a great contributor you are already. Uh, just kind of from leaving Rifle to coming mm -hmm. here and how, how that all unfolded for you. Well, I, uh, I think that everyone's path through uh, the recruiting process is, is uh, unconventional, you know, for most, and especially in my case, you know, I'd looked around at a handful of Division two schools, a couple Division one schools, you know, including Colorado State. And when uh, I saw the the <clears throat> the change in the staff, and I was able to talk to them, and I was able to, I was given this opportunity to play uh, at the this university, you know, the one that I'd looked up to since I was young. Um, I definitely saw the chance, and I decided to take it, you know, as I am here now, and. <clears throat> Uh, I knew that I knew it was going to be a long road, a tough road, you know, as a as a walk being a walk on. But um, you know, you don't you don't have a 
a chance unless you're in the door, unless you're in the game, or you're on the team, you know? Both Nelson and Sefo said that they kind of just see this as another game. Coach said he doesn't really buy that, and the players do feel the rivalry aspect. Where, where do you stand? Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I guess I see, I, I understand the rivalry um, aspect, you know, being from Colorado, but as far as, you know, being in, in the game itself, I feel like if you really look at it as the rivalry aspect and let it get to you, then it can, you know, negatively affect your play. And so looking at it as another game is uh, definitely a good way to go. But you know, I think everyone on both teams are probably going to go into the game uh, with that chip on their shoulder, you know, with uh, really wanting to get this win, being able to do whatever they can do to get it. Can you describe your emotions called you in the office and said he was giving you a scholarship. And also your emotions when you were in the end zone the other day and that ball's hanging up there. You, you know, you knew it was yours to take. And, and obviously you knew that was a turning point in the game. It really did turn the game around, but emotions in both of those moments. Yeah, was um, actually what happened with the scholarship is uh, myself, Jordan Murphy, and Chris Graham all got um, – taken out of the team meeting when we were talking to our coaches and then as we came back um, that's when we kind of put two and two together really um, he decided to introduce us all to the team instead of just kind of doing a one-on-one -on -one thing so that was really nice and I got to share that moment with my entire team and that was the first that I knew what was going on and, and so I think my emotions were, were pretty high you know, it's definitely a great accomplishment and something I've been waiting for for a while and been working towards. And then, you know, this last week, this weekend with that interception, I was probably on cloud nine as well. So you, you're, you're walking into the, this meeting in front of your teammates and you don't know what the coach, you, you have an inkling maybe something might be up, but you don't really know what he's about to say? Yeah, so he had held us out outside the meeting um, and then started calling us in one at a time. So you start figuring it out as people are getting called in. Do you remember what he said, how he said it in front of the group? No, no I have no idea. I just uh, kind of had a, a rush, you know, heart dropped. and like, oh, yay. <laughs> and when was it? Uh, this summer. I think it was um, late July. Brian, being a Colorado guy, um, are there people you know in your life, friends, family, former teammates, whatever, who you relish the fact to give them a little grief if you win this game? And then on the flip side, are there the same people who, if you happen to lose a game, you're afraid to hear from? Actually, um, don't know too many people who uh, who's who have decided to go, you know, the Ram path, or um, just a few that have decided to go with the Buffs. And I think. Um, Maybe within my family, you can give a little tease here and there, but really, um, most of the most of the support kind of goes along with the Buffaloes, you know. As my mother um, is an alumni here, and um, so as far as that goes, no. But um, maybe if my sister would have stayed there, then yeah. Your sister went to CSU. At one point, she did, but she finished. She's finishing off in nursing school right now. Can you describe? Physically making you stronger, or maybe teaching you a work ethic, or however that may have 
been part of your makeup? So um, I actually Googled the population of rifle the other day. And because people had always been asking me, and I didn't know. I don't see it on a sign anywhere, and so I Googled it, and there's actually uh, about 9,000 people there. So right there on the interstate, you, uh, you, you got like a tight alliance or bond with a lot of people along the interstate and whoever needs help. So most of that is, you know, a rural area, people who have land, people who have uh, livestock or, you know, other animals they need tending to. And a lot of that just comes with it. And, and so living out there and having our own land and everything, you kind of grow up having to do chores, uh, whether it's for yourself and, and your family or or someone else who needs it, or if you're trying to make a little money here and there. And so although that was, uh, for me, the best way to make money. Um, and growing, especially growing up, being able to do it, it uh, helped instill a pretty good work ethic and understanding that oh, I have to get this job done if I want to do anything else. My parents are pretty good about holding, uh, holding me accountable. How was it for Bob? Lifting and throwing, I mean, pretty much. It's kind of just uh, brute work. You tuck them onto a trailer, into a truck bed, but it gets a little tougher if the uh, the bales are too wet or the stack's too high or something. So you got, got it's like a cake toss. You got to try and heave it. <laughs> okay. Ryan, uh, defensively, you guys have played fairly well the first two games. Can you talk about what you have liked about the defense and what you feel has uh, not been very good on the defensive side of the ball? Um, fortunately, anything that we have, you know, seen as something that we have not liked, we've been able to address and, and we can fix, you know, and something like that. With last game was some of our missed tackles or, you know, with myself had some some mental errors and, and that's all, that all, you know, thankfully can be fixed with film, with practice, with, you know, Q&A and, and so that's something that, you know, isn't a positive but we can work with, but uh, the positives, you know, you kind of try and, you know, build on those as, as much as you can, whether it's turnovers or, or touchdowns and stuff. So that's definitely um, a focus this week, just like it would be every week and honing in on going after the ball, getting it out and making your tackle or knowing your assignment. Ryan, it seems like most of your teammates have probably come from more of an urban area than you did. So can you envision a day when you might take some of your city slicker teammates and bring them back to rival and maybe, maybe put them through a kind of a city slicker moment? <laughs> yeah, show them Norman or something. Um, <laughs> I have a couple. My roommate is from Highlands Ranch, so he got to he's gotten to see life over there a little bit. We had a butcher chickens, and so he got introduced into you know that, but. I've tried. Some guys don't really want to. Some guys, they hear that three-hour drive, and most of them are from California, and so they hear three hours, and they're thinking about traffic. <laughs> well, three hours from here, to, from here to Rifle is it's pretty easy, real pretty drive, you know, going over the passes. So I could, I'm working on it, working on trying to get them over there, go fishing and maybe camping, and then get them some work while we're there, too. If you do it, will you let us know so we can bring our cameras? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely will. Anything else for Ryan? Out of curiosity, who was Rifle with Rifle? Uh, Palisade or Glenwood Springs. They're both pretty good games. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan.